Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. What a great time of coming together and celebrating. And, and uh, my wife and I want to take this time to wish you all a very, very merry Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah from our house to yours. Amen. So Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Merry Christmas. Amen. You know, this is our, our Christmas service. And today, amen, we are celebrating the birth of our Savior, the birth of our faith. Amen. Can somebody say, Happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. I know that Jesus is really, truly the reason for the season that we celebrate right now. Amen. Our, our God, somebody say, my God. Our God sent a Savior into the world, a Savior that will take away the sins of the world. And today we'll be looking at his birth. Amen. And so out of all the Gospels in the book of Luke, gives probably the most accurate an account of the birth and life of Jesus Christ, amen, and, pre- and presents Christ as the perfect human and Savior. So I want you to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 1, as we read a story. Luke, chapter 1, if you go down to verse 11, 11 through 14. And the Word of God says, amen, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary... The angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing in the right uh, of, the sen- of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, do not be afraid. Somebody say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayers. God say, God has heard my prayers. Say that. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. Now, if you go down to verse 26... Through 31, it says this, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, uh, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. And she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Do not be afraid. Somebody say, do not be afraid again. Come on, say it again. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. You see that the angel of the Lord came to both Zechariah and Mary, telling them that Mary and and, uh, Elizabeth are going to give birth to a child, and they are to name them John and Jesus. Now, John means this, the Lord is gracious. Jesus means the Lord saves. Both of them were miracles in itself, amen, of Elizabeth having a child who was barren, who is now way up in age, giving birth to a son, John. While Mary, who by the way is a virgin, will give birth to a son named Jesus. Now, humanly, both were impossible. Come on. 
But our God works through the impossible to make it possible. Come on, somebody. Today, we don't celebrate the gifts that are under the Christmas tree. We celebrate the birth of a Savior who was placed on the tree to die for our sins. And today, we celebrate the birth of a Savior, amen, and we want to look at his birth today, amen. So let's look at the birth of Jesus Christ today. And as we start in the book of Luke chapter 2, we see that the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, puts out a census to be taken. Now, the Roman census was taken to either aid the military or, or to, for tax purposes. Is really what it was about. But for the Jews, they were not required to serve in the Roman army. So the census was a way, listen, to get the Jews to pay their taxes. I'm here today to show you that the Roman emperor's decree of the census went out in God's perfect timing. According to God's perfect plan to bring Jesus into the world. Now there's a saying, God is never too early, never too late, but what? Right on time. And right here we're seeing the perfect timing of God, amen. And so if we pick up the story in Luke chapter 2. If you go down to verse 3 through 7, it says this. They all returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of, of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled from there from a village of, Na to, of Nazareth to Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who now is obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for the, her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son, and he was wrapped snugly with stripes, uh, strips of cloth, and they laid him in the manger because there was no lodging available for them. Luke here related this event he recorded to world history. I mean, this is, this is history here, guys. This is history. And so he recorded to world history. His account was addressed mainly, listen, to the Greeks who would be interested and familiar with political situations. The Palestine was under the rule of the Roman Empire, and Caesar Augustus was the first Roman emperor in charge. And Romans at those days were considered to be like gods. Any Roman ruler was considered to be like God. So, but their views were different to the baby in the manger, who was truly God in the flesh. Amen. See, the Romans ruled the civilized world at this time, and against Joseph's better judgment and political convictions, he did what was asked of the Roman Empire. And he made this long trip just to pay his taxes. He took with, Mary, he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was about to give birth. Now, the Romans controlled everything by applying human authority and power, but the Romans didn't recognize their limitations. Because in reality, church, God is in control of everything. Come on. In, any, in all places, in all times, God works out his will. Can somebody say amen? And because of that order given by the Roman emperor, Listen, Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus was born in the very town that he was prophesied. Come on, even though his parents did not live there. If you go back to Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says this, 
But you, O Bethlehem, are only a small village among the people of Judea, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in distant past, will come from you on my behalf. Come on, can, can you see God's perfect timing here, church? Can you see what God is doing here, amen? In the Old Testament, amen, it's filled with prophecies, amen, that the Messiah will be born in David's royal line. Listen, Rome made the census or ordered the census just as God intended. Come on, somebody. I want you to turn to uh, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 15. And it says this, in those days and at that time, the right time, somebody say the right time. I will raise up a righteous descendant from King's or David King's line, and he will do what is just and right throughout the land. Now, if you go to Hosea chapter 3, verse 5, it says this, But afterwards the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendants their king. In the last days they will tremble in the all of the Lord and of his goodness. So we see here in this story uh, that Joseph packs up him and he takes uh, his fiancée with him, Mary, amen, and they head out to Bethlehem. How many know that wasn't an easy journey? Come on, it's about 60 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem, riding on a donkey with a pregnant girl. Come on, how many know that wasn't a fun trip? Come on, every 10 minutes, what, we got to go to the restroom again? Or stopping because she's hungry. You know, it, 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 it's, not a, it's not a happy trip here. But for some of us here today, you, somebody say me, you need to take a trip to your Bethlehem. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you what I mean. You simply need to obey where God tells you to go. Let me say that again. You simply need to obey where God tells you to go, despite of how it may feel or despite of how it may look. You see, sometimes we think to ourselves, well, I'm obedient. Why ain't things flowing for me? Come on, we face disappointments, amen. We face, we face discomfort, amen. We face inconvenience, amen. And sometimes maybe we think, you know what? This wasn't God. Or, God, I think you made a mistake in choosing me. Come on, you ever felt like that? Come on, I'm doing God's will. I'm being obedient, and, and things are just not lining up here, amen? Or, or you kind of just feel, uh, you know what, uh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but maybe, maybe I wasn't even hearing God. Or you know what, saying, God, you just chose the wrong guy. But as you see this young, humble couple as they head towards Bethlehem, notice that God didn't make it easy for the soon-to-be father, husband, on this bumpy road to Bethlehem. But through this rough road trip church God would strengthen Joseph notice that God didn't provide a five-star hotel come on he didn't provide a, a, a nice roll out the carpet hotel for Joseph and Mary notice that that they, he didn't provide a top-notch hospital he brought his son into the world in humble surroundings listen church when we do God's will Listen, when you do God's will, we are not guaranteeing comfort or convenience. Come on, somebody. But we are promised that everything, somebody say everything, everything, despite of discomfort or inconvenience, has a meaning to God's plans. 
He will guide you, and he will protect you, and he will give you, listen, all that you need. We must live like Joseph, each day by faith, trusting in God, knowing that he is in control. Amen? Luke mentions in verse 7 that Jesus was born in a manger. This is the basis of traditional Christmas beliefs of Jesus being born in a stable. It's what we see on Christmas cards or a beautiful nativity scene, amen. But despite the popular Christmas card pictures, stables, listen church, stables, come on, were very uh, dark, they were often in caves, and they were very dirty. This is not the place that the Jews expected their Messiah to be born in. They thought that the promised Messiah would be born in royal surroundings. Listen, church, we shouldn't limit God by what we believe it should look like. Come on, somebody. God works in whatever situation. Uh, he works even uh, uh, wherever it's needed, amen, uh, even in our sin-darkened and dirty world. How many know that our world is getting dirty every day, church? And although this is the first picture of Jesus, the baby in the manger, it must not be our last. The Christ child in the major is a beautiful Christmas scene uh, that we picture during the season that we're celebrating. But we must, say I must, we must not leave him there. This tiny, helpless baby will live an amazing life, die for our sins, uh, ascend back to heaven, and he will return again as king of kings, uh, lord of lords, to pick up his church. Now look what it says in Luke chapter 8, I mean chapter 2 verse 8. 8 through 20. It says, That night when the, there were the shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. And suddenly the, the angel of the Lord appeared among them. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them. Here's these words again. Don't be afraid. Say that again. Say that again. Come on, here you go. We, we see this is the third time of don't be afraid, amen. Uh, coming to Elizabeth, coming to, to Joseph, amen. Now coming to the shepherd boys, amen. He says, don't be afraid. In these times that you and I are facing uh, in our nation this uh, today, in our world today, uh, the Lord will say to you, uh, for some of you today, uh, don't be afraid. Uh, come on, there are sometimes there's people that are fearful, uh, they're uncertain, uh, they're confused, uh, and all these things are going on in our minds. Uh, and the Lord will remind you today, don't be afraid. And he says, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined with a, by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had heard this, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go. Somebody say, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village 
and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was there lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what, what had happened and what the angel of the Lord said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying, praising God for all that they have heard and seen, just as the angel of the Lord had told them. If you go down to verse 8 here. The angels, amen, invited these shepherds to come meet the Lamb of God. The one that would take away the sins of the world forever, church. These shepherds were terrified at first, but their fear was soon turned into joy as the angels announced the birth of our Messiah. And assured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy. How many know that this world today needs some good news? Come on, how many know that we need some great joy? Come on, even in the midst of darkness, in the midst of what we're facing today, there is good news, church. And there is great joy with that. Come on, we have to hang on to our, our blessed hope. Amen. We got to hang on to what we know of Christ. Amen. That he's with us in the midst of darkness. He's here with us. Amen. To carry it on. It says, don't be afraid. Amen. I bring you some good news that's going to bring some great joy. Come on. We should be excited in the times that we're living today. Because all that is doing church is pushing Jesus closer and closer to pick up this church, guys. Come on. That's some great news today. See, these shepherds, amen, they ran to see baby Jesus. They had to go check out for themselves. And when they saw what was spoken, listen, they spread that good news. The church. Who's the church? Somebody say me. Come on, the church needs to spread the good news about our Messiah, man. The church needs to spread the good news about the Lamb of God, the Savior, the one who takes away the sins of the world. Come on, we have to come with that announcement, amen. We got to come with the good news and tell them, you know what, don't be afraid. Tell your coworkers, don't be afraid. Tell the stranger, don't be afraid, amen. I bring you some good news that brings some great joy, amen, that a Savior came and he died for you to take away your sins church this is the greatest event in history that just just happened the messiah was born i can imagine facebook just being blown up by that messiah's born i mean the news is spreading everywhere Come on, they're tapping into their accounts, these shepherd boys, letting everyone know what just happened. What the Jews were waiting for finally happened. And the good news about Jesus is it's for everyone. Somebody say me. Everyone, not just the Jews. No, no, it's for the plain. It's for the ordinary. It's for the sinner. Hello, us. Amen. He came to anyone with a heart humble enough to accept him. Whoever you are, whatever you have done, the good news, it's for everyone. That you can have Jesus in your life. And he came to take away our sins. Jesus paid the price for our sins, church. He opened a way for us to have peace 
and a relationship with God Almighty. Come on, somebody. He offers more than just temporary change. He offers us a new heart. Listen, uh, will last for eternity. Amen. But we must say, I must. We must bow down, humble ourselves, and repent. Repent it. Repentance is needed in the church today, church. Come on, what happened on Wednesday night? God wanted us to humble our down, fall on our face and say, God, I, I repent of my ways, God. I, I want to make sure I'm right before you, church. He offers more than temporary relief, church. He wants to bless your life. He wants to take away that pain. He wants to assure to you that, you know what, what I've done on that cross for you is enough. It's enough. I paid the debt. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you're carrying. I don't, you don't need to carry remorse anymore. You don't have to carry these convictions anymore. Come on, I've come to set you free. The enemy's trying to put it on you. The enemy's trying to say you're this and that. But I've come to say and declare you as forgiven, amen, and declare you my son, and declare you my daughter, amen. Come on, he's come away to take away the sins of the world. For all generations, for all people, for any race, for any group, church, he came to take away our sins. So as I wrap this up, and I'm going to put a bow on it, okay? Tell somebody, it's the bow's coming. Let's look at the three wise men. Let's look at the three wise men in Matthew chapter 2 a bit. Turn to Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about this time, wise men from the eastern land arrived in Jerusalem. Man, I want to thank God for the wise men. Come on. Come on. We got to thank God. for. How many know that wise men still see God? Come on. Verse 9 says that these wise men followed this super bright star that they seen in the east. It was something that was unfamiliar. It was something that was so supernatural. It was something that was so bright that it got their attention. Amen. It, it was, it, do you know that what's happening today? Do you know that there's something aligning in our universe out there? Do you know that the planets are aligning? And they said, tomorrow, I believe, the 21st, amen, that we're going to see something so bright in the sky. This is something that took place, amen, during this time. They're calling it the Christmas star. That right now, God is aligning something, amen. Right now, as we speak, amen, he knew that this time in 2020, he was going to have to do an alignment. He was going to have to do something to shine upon your darkness. He's about to do something say, you know what? Don't forget about me. Don't be afraid, amen. I bring you some good news. Don't forget about my son. Don't forget about the Messiah that came to save the world. The planets are aligning, church. Google it. You don't believe me. Check it out. But that same thing took place, I believe, in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago. It's an alignment that when these planets align, a bright light comes through it for all the world, listen, to see. And I don't think it's coincidence that he's aligning it in 2020. He's aligning it right now to show you who he is and tell you, I'm coming back. 
Come on, huh? he's aligning it to, to tell you, get right. He's aligning it to align your, your life. Don't worry about anything. Don't be afraid, amen. Get your life right. Repent, because I'm coming soon. And he's aligning us and he's assuring the world and he's assuring the church again that I'm still here and I'm still in control. I mean, know that God is in control. He is in control, church. He is in control of everything. And this should tell us and this should be a sign to us. Just like it was a sign to the shepherd boys that you'll find a baby lying in a manger. This is a sign to us that his son is coming back for us. And he's there with us in the midst of darkness. That in the midst of darkness, God is going to show a light, listen, over the whole earth. I mean, this bright light is upon the whole earth, church, for all people. These wise men follow this super bright star that they've seen in the east. And it guided them to Bethlehem. The star stops right over the place where baby Jesus was. And it says right here in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, it says, When they saw the, the, the star, they were filled with joy. And they entered the house. And they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures of chests and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Listen, church, uh, Jesus was probably here around between one and two years old. At this time, Mary and Joseph were already married, and they were living in their house. Come on, it says that when they entered the house, they didn't enter the major, didn't enter a barn or a stable. They entered the house. This is after, after the shepherd boys. This is when the, the wise men came, and they, they entered into the house amen, where the child was, not the baby, the child. And they opened these, these gifts and they presented to Jesus. He, like I said, he's between one and two years old. And these wise men gave him expensive gifts. Listen, worthy for a king. These gifts were symbolic of Christ's identity. Gold was a gift of royalty. Frankincense was a gift for divine nature or supreme being or for a god. Myrrh was a spice used to anoint the body for barrier. These gifts identify, listen, and show Christ's purpose. Really, who gives a child myrrh as a gift unless there was purpose? Come on. These wise men brought gifts and they worshiped Jesus for who he was. Listen, church, this is the very essence of true worship. Honoring Christ for who he is and being willing to give him, listen, what is valuable to you. Worship God, church, because he is a perfect God. Come on, worship him because he is just and he's almighty and the creator of all universe. Come on, he is worthy for, of, of the best that you have to give him. Come on, don't just give God half your life. Come on, just don't give him sloppy seconds. Come on, just don't give him these things that have no meaning to you. He wants your life. Give him your whole life, church. Uh, give him everything. Lay it all down. Uh, come on, we're not here just to feel good, uh, but we're here to serve the King of kings uh, and the Lord of lords. Amen. Uh, we're not here just to get blessed. Amen. Uh, but we're here to serve God. God, he's done too much. He's a perfect God. Amen. Uh, come on, you got to give him your best. Your best is your life. Give it all to him. Give it all to him, church. As you see 
this story here aligns everything where we're out today. And it's always to remind us, and notice it always comes at the end of the year, that we be reminded to start a good year. Reminded of a son during dark season, maybe through a hard year that God reminds us at the end of the year that I bring you some good news that brings some great joy. Come on, that we can enter our new year each year, church, on the right foot. And knowing that, man, what, I must have blew it over the year or I lost it throughout the course of the year. But you know what? I'm going to start 2021 knowing that God has aligned the universe. The universe. <laughs> I need some water. Hallelujah. Universe. <laughs> but he's aligned the universe. For you, for us, he's going to show a bright light tomorrow for the world to see and to let you know, I'm right here. I've been here for you, girl. I've been here for you guys. I've been here for you. I'm lining my light. I'm going to shine my bright light upon your dark life and let you know that I'm here. My promises never fade away. They never get voided. Amen. What he says he's going to do, come on, just like that song we sang, amen, if he said it, I believe it. Come on. If he said it, I believe it. Do you, do you believe it? Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. Come on. Hallelujah. See, as I close today, this season, church, of this message is just Jesus. It's Jesus. That's it. It's Jesus. See, they, everyone looks at the world at, at this, and, it, and it make it, they make it nice. They make it pretty, but he was born in a dark, dirty manger wasn't the, the prettiest sight. Humble surroundings for you and I. Yet he is a king and he is a Lord. It's all about Jesus. That's all the world needs to know. Jesus. What we got to do is say the bring some good news to your co-workers. Bring some good news, amen, to your friends and, and for those that, that we invite on Facebook, amen. The good news that brings great joy. I love this season that we celebrate of the birth of our Savior. What an awesome season of reminder. And sometimes, you know, I know that Facebook has reminders. My brother was sharing with me of a reminder. And he shows you what, what happened, memories. But to remind you, remember what God was doing that day? Sometimes we forget things. And sometimes it's always good to get a memory of a reminder what God has done in your life. Sometimes we get flashes, and right now we're getting some reminders, and some of us were at our Christmas party last year, remember? And, and, and he's saying, I'm still good. We're still having church. We're still together. To remind us, you know, that this is not it here, church. We're here together. And we did it as a family. And he's, let me tell you, he has shined his bright light all through this year. In the midst of darkness, God was always there for you and I, church. He's here today. Can somebody say amen? You know, I'm going to show a video presentation right now. And this year, though it's been tough and, and, and some things have happened, but we lost a couple of people from our church. Brother Jesse earlier in this year, Sister Jan just, just weeks ago, amen, and we couldn't have a proper Time to get together, proper, you know, uh, burial and everything that's going on right now in, in this thing. But we want to take time to remember them.
have happened this year that, you know what, just take time to remember them, what God has done. Amen. Go ahead and show that.